0: mundane meta. may the rain clouds run away from you unless your world is dry may the green of nature grow all around you and may that very green be the colour of every traffic light that greets you and may you notice it the world being on your side. May you find a forgotten 50 hidden in the pocket of your favourite raincoats. When you walk outside, may you dance to the drumbeat of drops of rain. May your only loss be the caring of the opinions of others. May that person whose presence feels like punishment fall in love and leave, having taught you something about acceptance. May your tinnitus turn into a tune minded for me when I followed the flute of Krishna. May you be protected from toothache For another ten years. May you dodge the doggy dirt. Just in time. May you. When you curl up. To sleep tonight. Know in the world. That everything. Is going. To be. All right. Oh. And may. Your favourite football. Team Win This Weekend. That's a poem I wrote yesterday. And it's about wishing ordinary things happen in the lives of ordinary people. It's about what matters to them in their version of the world. And I want to talk a little bit on self-compassion today. Last summer, I was on my 50th birthday present from my wife. It was a weekend spa. It was such a relaxing time. We got ready for dinner and everything was going so well. My wife and I rarely argue. And for some reason, when we go away, anything that's buried surfaces. She started criticising me for my untidiness around the house. She used a word that can trigger me. She called me lazy. It triggers me because I know I can be lazy. I know it's true. But this time, instead of arguing, I got up and left. I felt really upset. I'd reached a point in my life where I realised something wasn't right. Yes, I could be lazy. But I'm also quite driven in the areas I want to make progress in life. And I really dislike being thought of as lazy. The last thing I want to be is lazy. So why am I victim to this? Even with all this mindfulness practice, I still struggle to get my brain to do what it refuses to do. If it doesn't want to do it, I don't get much say in it sometimes unless my practice is very strong. I was listening at the time to an audio book by Gabor Mate. It's called Scattered Minds. So I left my wife sitting at the table, and I went and I sat alone, by a water fountain surrounded by plants. It was a beautiful summer evening. I was deeply sad. I'd reached a point and I was thinking, what is wrong with me? Why am I so productive in some areas and a hopeless mess in others? Am I always going to be this way? I thought I would have grown out of this by now. Especially with all this practice, all this work on myself. Then the penny dropped. This is poor executive function. I have ADHD. It was so well hidden. Because I've done so much practice that meditation was concealing most of the symptoms. My wife caught up with me. She apologised and I said, don't worry. I know what the problem is. I've worked it out. I told her, I think I have ADHD. And she disagreed. That's fine. We agreed to disagree, I said. The next morning I was listening to the audio book. Scattered minds. And Gabor Mate gave off a checklist of symptoms. He too, by the way, was diagnosed late in life. So I played this symptom list to my wife and I said does this sound like me? OMG she said that is you exactly. I then took three or four online tests all of which confirmed I had ADHD and not a mild case either. I was pretty off the charts. She melted a little because she now understood my struggle. We also then realised it was our daughter's problem also. A problem that we've tried so hard to solve but to no avail. Apparently it's More difficult to spot in females. Everything started making sense. I now had a reason. Not an excuse. A reason for why I operated the way I did in the world. Would I now let myself off the hook? No. But... I could be much kinder to myself for all these battles I'd endured in my life. Battles, I might add, which led me so deeply into meditation. I'd self-cured 95% of the problem. I felt this rush of love for myself, a new understanding New hope. Self-compassion is a relatively new concept here in the West. Previously, you've heard self-esteem, which according to researcher on the subject, Christine Neff, depends on us raising ourselves above others In order to find worthiness. This is obviously fragile. Because if our self-worth is based on our position in the world. Being above others. It's a house of cards just waiting to be blown over. We're not always going to be on top. Every champion's toppled eventually. So, self-compassion is more a case of loving ourselves irrespective of external opinions and conditions. It's something we can build on, whatever the weather. This internal kindness which builds us up in a healthy way, means we drop the harsh self-judgment and instead treat ourselves with care and understanding. It means we actively soothe, comfort, support and protect ourselves when we find ourselves struggling. And As we're doing this, we're also cultivating the desire to be free from mental suffering, which is a wholesome desire. So when you get caught up in self-judgment, ask yourself, would I be saying this to a good friend in their time of stress? Doubt or worry. You mess everything up. They don't like you. You look so ugly. Would you? If you said these things, I doubt you'd be friends for very long. And imagine if you did, how much it would break them. When we speak to ourselves like this, we are are destroying ourselves worse than any enemy dare say. It's simply not acceptable to speak like this, even to someone you really dislike. Yet we have no problem saying it to ourselves. You'll never get it right. You look terrible. Imagine if we could speak to ourselves instead like a loving, supportive friend. We could say something like, You don't mess everything up. You have a college degree. Look how well you did. Or, okay, so you've gained a few unwanted pounds. So what? You don't look any different to me. You have a beautiful smile and besides, you have options if it really bothers you. You can start small and take up an exercise class and enjoy getting fit. You might also make new friends in the class who motivate you. So imagine if we spoke to ourselves that way. We become our own best friend, instead of putting ourselves down. We pick ourselves up. Now, Kristin Neff has a three-part process to deal with this, so let's practice. Let's practice it now. Close your eyes, if you can. And if not no problem, you can still do this with your eyes open. Feel a few breaths. Feel the rising and falling of the breath. And place your hands on your heart. And see if that feels soothing. If you don't like that, if it doesn't resonate with you, you can place a strong fist at the chest. And then cover that with a hand. Whichever physical gesture works for you. And we'll use this again later in the meditation. Now, see if you can think of a real situation in your life that is causing you to struggle. Not too much. We can build up to that later, a little struggle, something recent, if you have it. Call that situation into your mind now. He said this, she said that, I'm this, I'm no good at that. Whatever it is, bring it all into the present moment, here and now. Now we say three phrases which are the components of self-compassion. We first catch the process of critical self judgment and acknowledge our difficulties. So we say to ourselves, I'm struggling here. Acknowledge that struggle. Say to yourself, I'm struggling here. Or something similar that resonates. This is a moment of suffering. See it clearly. See that you're suffering. This is a moment of suffering. Just repeat whichever you've chosen. Let it go in deep. Really deep. And mean it. Hey, I'm struggling here. So we're acknowledging the struggle. Now say, this is normal to feel this way. It's a part of life as a human being. I share this struggle with all of humanity. We all feel this way in life. Sometimes. This is normal to feel this way. It's a part of life as a human being. I share this struggle with all of humanity. We all feel this way. And now we and put our hand on our heart or wherever feels right for us and we say may I be kind to myself so repeat that may I be kind to myself And now we ask ourselves, what do I need right now? So we're looking at that deeper wisdom. We're pulling it forth. We're seeing what we need. What do I need right now? And see what answer comes. The answer might be, I need to accept that sometimes I will make a mistake. And if it's that, we can formulate a phrase in that moment that we say from the heart. May I see that everyone makes mistakes. That's normal. They pass. I can grow from this. So whatever your phrases for your particular problem difficulty, frame it in that light. May I see that everyone makes mistakes. Everyone says things they didn't wish they'd said. That's normal. They pass. I can grow from this. Okay, you can now come back to wherever you are and open your eyes. We can... Rephrase any negative self-talk as if speaking to a dear friend. Check the language you're using and sincerely ask yourself, would I say this to a dear friend in need? All the time we're doing this, we're becoming more aware of what is happening and start in the process of self-compassion. We don't drop into self-pity. As that can worsen our problem. We instead. See that. The nature of life. Quite often is a struggle. And that's okay. It can be an enormous weight off our shoulders to see that struggle is normal. It's part of being alive. Instead of seeing this as negative, we can see if we can reframe that struggle in the same way that an athlete reframes the burn. Not as pain, but as a welcome sign of growth occurring. You've heard, no pain, no gain. But I prefer, no struggle, no strength. And that's what self-compassion builds in us. Not weakness, as a macho attitude might have you believe. We're not going to turn into pushovers. We work with the struggle And with the struggle, we create strength. Real solid inner strength that says, this is hard, but I can grow from this. Life is always teaching me. If I'm kind to myself, I can overcome all unnecessary pain. All unnecessary emotional pain, should I say. Thank you for listening. Join me on Instagram. Um, you can find me by looking for Mindfulness Man. It's, my address is simply Mindfulness Man. All one word. And here you can catch my thoughts, live meditation my artwork I want to say a massive thanks to the people who donate to the supporting of this show that's Bonnie Harper Janice Behrens Henrietta Nemeth Mark Buchanan and we have a new patron Becca Sue, thank you so much I'm sorry I don't know your real name yet but please do let me know Thank you everyone, wishing you a wonderful week. Peace.